0: your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I'm feeling good. I'm recording this right before the holiday weekend, and my family's in town, so I'm going to do a bunch of fun stuff, and by fun stuff, I am just now realizing that the entire itinerary is eating meals. (laughs) So, you know, for me, fun stuff always means food, and we are going to have a lot of it while they are in town. I am particularly excited because one of the things we have on deck is to see Back to the Future at a movie theater at CityWalk. I rented it out months and months ago for this occasion, and I can't wait. I can't wait and be in a theater alone and watch Back to the Future, have a tub of popcorn, a Coke freestyle, which if you've been to a theater in California, you know that the freestyle machines are currently that someone who works there pushes the button for you and it's very embarrassing if you have an embarrassing order like i do i like to do like like a you know like a, a diet coke with a mix of flavors in it just to see what happens and i do a little bit and i taste it and if i don't like it i throw it out this is pre-pandemic times people i'm not i'm not out here slurping down soda wide in the open in california with all of their extreme restrictions i promise but now i just very meekly tell a wonderful person who works there i'm like can i have a can i have a Coke Zero with, like, a medium amount of ice and a little bit of cherry in it, and they're always like, that's great, and I'm like, okay, I hope I like it, and I do, it's good, it's good, I just, oh, vanilla, maybe I'll do vanilla today, anyway, clearly I am, I I need some soda in my body, (laughs) but anyway, we will move on and stop talking about my parents and soda and get into the podcast, which, oh my gosh, you know it's summertime, because we are currently just... Riding down the road with some new theme park opening episodes. Since this podcast launched during the pandemic, we have not done any of that. We have never had episodes dedicated to new attractions. And the next two episodes back to back, boom, boom, are going to be new stuff coming to theme parks coast to coast. This week, obviously from the title, is all about Avengers Campus, the new location opening at Disney California Adventure on June 4th. And if you're out of state, starting June 15th, when everyone is allowed into the parks, finally, after many, 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 many months. It's very bizarre to be reporting on something new. It's the bulk of my job pre-pandemic, and while I've been talking about everything from plexiglass dividers to California government mandates and the six-foot distancing stickers and aerosols and anything along those lines that kind of feeds into theme parks these days, it's really, really wild after everything we've lived through to, for me, kind To step back into the office. That's what covering a theme park opening is on this end. And it's very exciting. I'm very confused by it. Uh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I can't wait to tell you all about it, which is what this episode is four so i'll stop tripping on my own foot like a little klutz and just move on into the bulk of the episode i'm so happy to tell you about everything i hope everyone's summer plans are lining up we are entering june 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 my birthday month, and i'm doing something super secret on my birthday, I may or may not post it. But let's just say it ties into a future episode of very amusing later this year. It's exciting to me and maybe 10 of you. <laughs> but I promise it's very exciting on my end. All right, let's get into it. Stick around for some more superhero fun cuz we'll be right back. Picture this, it's March 6th, 2020. Following a fun trip to Disney World for the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you head home and right to Disneyland Resort for a super-secret preview of their new Avengers-themed land. You listen and learn about character costumes and cocktail offerings, you taste some of the food made using PIM particles, and then you finally see the campus in real life. Walking through a dusty, under-construction theme park land in a pair of tan oversized boots, goggles, safety vest, and gloves, you flop around the former grounds of a bug land trying to take it all in, and notes, to relay this surprise reveal of information directly to excited Marvel fans. For the next weekend, you sit hunched over the kitchen table, categorizing and organizing details of WebSlinger's Easter eggs and glowing Pimparticle discs until it happens. You can finally share everything you saw, experienced, tasted, and learned with the public in a series of stories for the places you write for. That date? March 11th. By the next day, the world would be talking about Disneyland for a different reason. They had just announced the parks would close temporarily, kicking off their longest ever closure that would see every attraction sit still for over a year. The future back then was bright, a summer of theme park openings, traveling in a brand new land smack in the center of Disney California Adventure that was perfect for locals like me, an annual pass holder with no blockout dates who could drop by any day of the year thanks to free parking and meet up with friends who lived nearby or were in town from another state. Well, the pandemic has deeply changed the way we visit Disneyland Resort, though, don't get me wrong, I don't miss when it was so crowded that it had one-way traffic, that was too much, there is still just as much reason to remain as excited as you were last year for Avengers Campus. Mostly because there's so much you may have never even heard about. So welcome to your Avengers Campus preview. You see, I'm in this uniquely strange scenario where I learned every detail, tidbit, and secret about this land 15 months ago, and I haven't forgotten any of it. Remember Inside Out with those memory balls? That's kind of how my head works, and I've got a whole library of information about Doctor Strange experiences and Stark-style merchandise rolling around in my skull. Today... I'm your kind of virtual VIP guide through the tastes, attractions, and main takeaways of Avengers Campus, as told to me many, many moons ago. Now, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, Know that more details will emerge later this week when Avengers Campus officially opens to the public. After all, when I visit, it won't be my first time in the land or hearing about web slingers or discovering the new Ant-Man and the Wasp meet and greets. Since we are running through details obtained in the before times, just keep in mind this land is not able to open as robustly as intended on day one, but will continue to update its operations and offerings going forward as COVID-19 safety protocols change in the coming months. After all, California's theme park restrictions are already going to shift drastically just two weeks after Avengers Campus opens. So there is so much on the way, plenty of which is likely to arrive sooner than later. So for now, to my fellow Marvel fans and curious theme park people who are wondering, what is inside this high-tech land operating like a superhero college quad? Sit back, listen, and enjoy hearing about everything you'll see and what you won't expect within Avengers Campus. At Disney's newest land, you're not just a spectator fawning over superheroes. You're aspiring to be one because at long last, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's films can be experienced within a theme park. Avengers Campus is, for all intents and purposes, a training facility. Here, nobody's like us can shoot webs like Spider-Man, learn the ways of Wakanda from the Dora Milaje, and delve deep into the mystic arts with Doctor Strange, all thanks to new technology and the spirit of education that permeates this space. It's also a multiverse where anything or anyone can happen. Don't busy yourself with the mental gymnastics required to explain how Iron Man, Gamora, and Black Widow are here together considering, you know, endgame, but there's plenty to see and experience that isn't as big of a stretch of the imagination. When you enter from any of Avengers Campus's three entrances, you'll arrive at a space that channels everything from the vast strata of time recent Marvel films have covered. That's because we're not on some ship floating out in the middle of nowhere, either deep space or the celestial floating head. We're actually in California in real time in a former complex retrofitted for use by Avengers and allies and new recruits that's previously belonged to Howard Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man's dad. There are references to both old and new throughout, from the Stark Automotive brick warehouse that's now home to a team of engineers led by Peter Parker, to the impressive Quinjet atop the sleek Avengers headquarters building. It's a blend of styles and stories that mimic Marvel's own ever-expanded reality, with roots in real-world locations and experiences had far from home. Let me make it abundantly clear, though, that you are not at the Avengers headquarters facility as you've seen in other films. You know, where Black Widow eats her sad sandwich waiting for a miracle to bring her friends back from the snap? You're in an entirely new one, with loose ties to offshoot locations at the Hong Kong and Paris Disney parks, where, just like many of Disney's latest projects, you can actually live out your superhero fantasies. Though similar in lingo to a land like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or even Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, where you can live your own Star Wars story, the two are distinctly different. Sipping blue milk or opening a tab at an intergalactic cantina is something ripped from the films that commoners like us can understandably experience. But with Marvel films, regular people are more so relegated to panicked passerbys who weren't expecting Bucky Barnes to blast Captain America right through a bus's front windshield. That's why Avengers Campus wisely lets us live like little superhero trainees who double as superhero superfans. The campus grounds serve as a de facto college quad or kind of office courtyard where you never know who may show up. Pym Tasting Kitchen is essentially a commissary, and well, when someone as foolish as Taskmaster thinks it's a good idea to drop in, you'll just have to wait and see what happens. It's also a place where the MCU's ethos of teamwork is reflected in every experience. You'll sling webs with Spider-Man in an interface fit for all ages, but quickly learn that you'll perform better when you work alongside your friends and family. Whether you're learning the ways of Wakanda or capturing the Spider-Bot inventions wreaking havoc on a STEM co-working space, just like with the Avengers themselves, cooperation prevails. I'm going to break down each experience for you, but I promise there won't be any real spoilers for what actually happens inside. We'll start, of course, at the main attraction, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. Only the excitement doesn't begin once you're on board. It begins when you enter Disney California Adventure Park as a whole. You'll see Spider-Man flipping across the rooftops of the ride building before descending to ground level to meet guests face-to-face within the land, an actual cinematic experience brought off-screen for the very first time. Is it Disney magic? Well, Yes, but it's also possible due to Walt Disney Imagineering's Stuntronic, a level of engineering ingenuity similar to what's baked into the ride's own narrative. My friend and colleague Matthew Panzarino profiled the team involved for TechCrunch back in 2018, before we were certain of its application. And the high-flying robot completes aerial tricks to perfection each and every time. Now, Disney is a bit dodgy on openly connecting the two together. But hey, if the sky's blue, I'm calling it such. Once you pick your job off the floor, you'll enter the retrofitted brick building now home to Webb or Worldwide Engineering Brigade and the attraction itself. If you're wondering how a New Yorker like Peter Parker wound up in California, well, think of it like a temporary teaching assignment at a high profile college. He's here to help lead a collective of young inventors who are utilizing vibranium and arc reactors and whatever other tech to invent new things and build devices, some of which are intended for normies like us to help pitch in and battle any villains who may appear even if, uh, the only thing Captain America would see on his left side was me running for my life in the opposite direction, because no thank you. It's here inside web that you'll encounter Spider-Man as portrayed by Tom Holland, who tells us while touring the futuristic facility that one of their newest creations, the Spider-Bot, has malfunctioned and multiplied, and it's up to us to help capture them all. Basically, story aside, all you need to know is that once your butt is in that seat, you'll sling webs just like Peter Parker. No radioactive spider nonsense required. It's made possible due to innovative tech, prototyped for two years and specifically adapted by Walt Disney Imagineering, for the attraction to kind of just make the experience look and feel seamless, so it really feels like an extension of yourself. There's no sensor you'll have to trigger because you are the sensor, thanks to a gesture recognition system that tracks location data of your entire upper body 60 times per second, triangulating the position of your hands, shoulders, elbows, and wrists repeatedly for that seamless experience. Not only will those webs feel like an extension of your own arms, but you'll completely control them too, with the ability to interact with objects on screen as though it was all real. Disney will be selling wearable web tech and power band accessories, which enhance and customize the ride, but neither are necessary to experience this attraction. On board, you'll travel to, well, digital versions of familiar destinations, which are built to look and feel real. With an interface so intuitive, you're bound to find hidden doors and levers that trigger unbelievable effects within each scene. There's plenty to pay close attention to beyond the army of freaky spider robots. Keep your eyes peeled for the ability to turn certain things on, like, say, a quantum tunnel, or uncover famed Marvel artifacts and items, which you will surely recognize. At our preview event back in 2020, we were told they brought every trick they had to the table to create this ride, making it a prime candidate to ride over and over again to experience something new. With two-sided vehicles, 3D glasses, and no height requirement, Web Slingers A Spider-Man Adventure is similar to Toy Story Mania in theory, but relies much more on teamwork. Do a good job and you may even make it onto the ride's public-facing leaderboards or unlock something you never knew was there before. A little scoop for my more competitive listeners, not all Spiderbots are created equal. Capture one that's lit up bright red for bonus points, Grab it when it turns blue just before self-replicating and you'll get an even bigger bonus. Or sling one explosive in green and you'll hit the biggest bonus of all. Also, keep an eye out for golden heat shield spider bots, which are very rare but worth the biggest bounty of points. If you're wondering about a second attraction, perhaps that Quinjet ride announced at D23 Expo 2019 by Bob Chapek himself, it's far into the future significantly far. It sounds cool and I hope to one day ride it, but we should stay focused on the here and now. Once you gather your digital bounty of Spider-Bots, you're likely to head over to Web Suppliers, the land's main merchandise location. Here, you'll be able to load up on plenty of souvenirs, but don't expect to see racks upon racks of spirit jerseys that say HULK on the back. You're here to stock up on sciency inventions, because once the Web Kids have finished a prototype for something, they're putting it into the shop. Expect inspiration from the periodic table of elements, take-home science kits, doodles, and plenty of handcrafted elements within these product lines. There, of course, will be light-up Spider-Man web shooters and goggles, Stark Industries sweatshirts, which I'm totally buying, by the way, and a full replica kid's costume of Spider-Man in his Disney Parks-exclusive web suit, as well as exclusive Funko Pops for the land. Now, I myself am not a Funko person, but my old notes cited one for Spider-Man with a little Spider-Bot attached to some Gamagoo, Goo, and also an exclusive one for an Iron Man as well. The big ticket item here, though, are Spider-Bots. These went on sale at Disneyland Resort prior to the opening of Avengers Campus, but they're toys built for battle with customizable attachments that can trick them out to represent your favorite Marvel character. They can also be toted around the land in a backpack sold here with netting to house the little guys. Once the land opens, these toys are more than likely going to be what you go home with. That is, unless you are too full to proceed any further. Prepare to be drawn in by PIM Test Kitchen. Quite literally, that is, because it's designed to look like a massive quantum tunnel. Here, you'll see a rotating display of snacks being enlarged or shrunk thanks to PIM particles, the fire that makes this proverbial stove burn. You don't get Ant Man and the Wasp's superhero actions without these particles, and you don't get a jumbo Bavarian pretzel with dippable beer cheese either. Here at this old lab facility-turned-quick-service eatery, you can order up anything from the massive impossible spoonful meatball atop a mix of big rigatoni and tiny ditalini pasta to a goofily portioned Caesar salad served with a wedge of lettuce and a massive crouton. It's all made jumbo-sized thanks to scientific intervention but also real-life operational ingenuity. The Ant-Man inspired eatery pulls some simple tricks like putting a too small bun atop a too big chicken cutlet, but the whimsy of doing so makes it extra fun to try to eat. It's a gag that doesn't sacrifice flavor for laughs, a culinary joke that lands every time. In an early taste test last year, my favorites included the Celestial-sized Choco Smash candy bar, a homemade oversized Snickers-like brick of chocolate, peanuts, caramel, and nougat atop a chocolate brownie base. The other favorite? The Pimini. This Italian-style focaccia sandwich filled with two types of salami, provolone cheese, Fromani ham, a rice vinegar-based slaw, grain mustard, and a mayo-based jardinera spread can be served individually, in a kid-friendly portion or family-style like pizza. It also comes with a marinara sauce for dipping and pepperoncini dressing-tossed arugula salad. And yes, Given that my own dad has emailed me about it, you've likely already heard of that $100 family-style version, but don't be fooled by the headline. It's a useful and convenient offering for families and small groups that can easily split one between six to eight people, or, as you know it will be, a single YouTuber who just really wants to make a video about the $100 sandwich. There's plenty on hand here to drink from a Proton PB&J Punch which mixes lemonade with peanut butter and strawberry and peanut butter whipped cream? Uh, I gotta try that one. Topingo dosi, straight from a Coca-Cola freestyle machine. Now, that in-world soda was first introduced back in the 2008 Incredible Hulk film. Back when, the Incredible Hulk was played by an entirely different actor. But oh, <laughs> we're just gonna go with it. There's not really much food source material to work off here in the MCU, so we gotta applaud them for making a whole quick service restaurant that feels marvelous without selling you Iron Man-shaped waffles and Thor cupcakes. In the event you happen to have a thirst on par with, say, being turned to dust and remaining that way for a five whole years, you'll find Pym Tasting Lab just outside serving beer cocktails, hard seltzers, and brews with a bit of Marvel magic added to the mix by way of a reverse tap system. Sadly, these will not offer those never-ending refills like the beer Thor is given from Doctor Strange. But still. Drinks will be pre-batched, so don't anticipate a full bar. But don't miss the snack molecules either. A mix of caramel popcorn, mini pretzels, peanuts, and sriracha, or strawberry cheesecake-flavored popped sorghum. Or the glowing particle disc or capsule, their version of a glow cube. Collectors, take note of the pint-sized souvenir beer flight, which comes on a platter shaped like an oversized ruler. Now, if you were the other person in every movie theater watching Infinity War and wondering, but don't they need some protein to keep going? You'll be delighted to know that Avengers Campus honors the only post-apocalyptic battle snack these superheroes ever indulged in on camera. Shwarma! Disneyland's got it two ways, chicken or falafel and cauliflower, both with a coconut yogurt-based tahini sauce, garlic spread, and pickled vegetables. There are plenty of Easter eggs on the actual cart, too, so be sure to take a peek before ordering. And then there's Terran Treats, a freaky deaky churro cart located outside Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, offering cosmic cream orbs, which play out like a kind of creamy raspberry cheesecake blob. I'm not making it sound as good as they are. Or circular churros, whose bright colors don't quite match up with their prescribed flavors. I'm really going to have a hard time deciding on if I should get the blue one in that case. You can mobile order everywhere except for Terran Treats, which is helpful because with this many characters to see, you won't have time to wait in lines. Forget the haphazard photo ops that were added to that back corner of Disney California Adventure, because here, these characters will finally exist together in a permanent way. And once the land is operating fully, It'll be teeming with characters, giving guests the opportunity to see them interact and play off the different friendships or rivalries they may have. Iron Man, -Man, Ant-Man, Spider-Man, they're just some of the Marvel characters you can expect to see within this land. And I say expect because this is very much free-flowing by design. Things will happen throughout the day, characters come in and out, and you'll just have to be there to experience all of it. That's because Avengers Campus doesn't just offer meet and greets and shows and entertainment, it hybridizes all of them. Take Doctor Strange, for instance. The mystical elements of his sanctum, a very powerful place, will lead to him sharing illusions and sorcery with visitors and a bit of interactivity that could lead to so much more. It's Avengers assembling, but for more delightful reasons than we've seen in the past. It's also packed with plenty of firsts. Here, you'll see Iron Man in his exclusive Mark 80 armor, a new, more compact version of his suit with increased range and mobility. Again, we're in a multiverse, so uh, he can be here and it's totally chill. Avengers Campus will also be home to Ant-Man and the Wasp's first appearance at Disneyland Resort and Okoye appearing here for the first time alongside Black Panther and the Dora Milaje for a bit of exciting interactive entertainment that doubles as a training session that'll have guests learning the skills and wisdom of Wakanda. For now, you'll see characters at a distance because, remember, heroes are still assembling and what you'll see in the land will be growing over time as COVID-19 rules and restrictions evolve. But from the Guardians of the Galaxy to Thor and Loki to Captain Marvel herself, you never know who may show up. And The same goes for a certain forthcoming baddie, also. I'm not going to give away when or how, but all I'm going to say is, don't be surprised if you see heroes and villains interacting in real life just like you would in the movies in an action-packed display you will not want to miss. This space really lends itself well to whatever Marvel's focus of the moment may be going forward, too. There's no land better primed to center someone like Black Widow when that movie's released, or to introduce new characters alongside their Disney Plus series debuts. It took almost 10 years to crisscross those heroes' stories at the cinema. And now, starting June 4th at Avengers Campus, we're going to reap the benefits of it all in real time. For more updates on Avengers Campus going forward once the land debuts, stay tuned to me, Carly Wiesel, on Instagram and Twitter. We'll all be sharing everything I recommend within the land the first moment I can. Until then, I'll catch you at Avengers Campus. Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy, and if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with Framebridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. To get started, head to framebridge.com because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com.
4: hi carly this is kelsey in kentucky so i saw a tweet about an old disney world monorail being in the nevada desert and i would love to know how that got there and why it's just hanging out in the middle of the desert thanks i love the podcast
0: Thank you so much for calling about this because I can't wait to talk about this. Now, what is being referenced is a tweet from Theme Park Shark, who are fabulous, by the way. You have to follow them. Their YouTube videos are incredible. They tweeted, we found an old Walt Disney World monorail in the Nevada desert, as one does, as one happens to do in the desert. What they found was Absolutely correct. It is a mark form on a rail manufactured in the USA by Walt Disney World Orlando, Florida, according to the photo they posted. It's it's real baby. It's real and it's fabulous. Now, the reason it's there is is less bizarrely surprising. You know, it's not like something fell from the moon and it just happened to be there. There is an actual Explanation. And for that, I will refer to Joe Clayman, aka Themed Reality on Twitter, who is an editor at In Park Magazine. Joe knows what's up when it comes to stuff like this, and he tweeted that it is one of two Walt Disney World monorails that began operating on phase one of the Las Vegas monorail line, which operated between the MGM Grand and Bally's. Each was themed to one of the two hotels served. This one in particular, this blue one, was to Bally's. If you didn't know, there's a monorail track in Las Vegas. And every time I go, I never go on it. And I don't know why, but I clearly should. So, yeah, uh, this monorail is out there in the desert. Uh, another person tweeted at Theme Park Shark, at Joseph7Mora8. And Joseph7Mora8 said that it's located 10 minutes southwest of the Strip in a place known as the Arden area. That person says there used to be nothing out here, but now surrounded by new suburbs. You enter here, but have to ask the businesses since it's on one of their properties. The yards are Combo Metalworks, 18-wheeler trailer companies. Absolutely wild, right? A whole monorail just hanging out there for people to see.
4: Hey, Carly, I have a question for you. My name is Matt, and I I listen to a lot of Disneyland podcasts, various podcasts. And was just listening to one called Nostalgia, which has been running for like 10 years, and I've been doing them all in order, and heard a Richard Kraft interview, stuff about the collection of Disney memorabilia from 2018 that summer. And then the next podcast that I switched to was Podcast the Ride. Also, uh catching up on the Disneyland episodes kind of randomly there, and the interview with Tony Baxter, and Kraft is there, and... That's kind of a coincidence. Two in a row. Who would have thought? Have didn't plan that. But then I found out that you have a podcast. I read an article of must-have, things to bring when you go to a Disney park. Great article. Though I probably don't buy any of them because they're a little more fashionable than I am. But what can you do? But anyway, so I found out you have a podcast from that. I'm listening to the podcast. The next podcast I have after the Tony box, you're talking... About the craft land documentary and all. So that's three straight podcasts picked at random basically. All about the crafts. You're a journalist. What does it mean, Carly? What does it mean?
0: Oh, this call is extraordinary. So if you have not yet listened to our season one episode, the must-do Disney Stacy documentary Lost to Time, you should, but it's also a perfect example of who Richard Kraft is. This dude is not just in the entertainment business and had a massive, just massive collection of Disney memorabilia, but he's also just kind of a friend to all. If there was someone who personified saying yes, I think it would probably be him, which might explain how prolific he is on podcasts. I literally met him on a Friday, I don't even remember where, and the next day I was watching a documentary screening in his home <laughs> about 14 hours later. So that's who Richard Kraft is. And I got to say, after this call, I felt I felt I had to reach out for comment <laughs> So I emailed Richard, and he wrote back within 10 minutes, which is ace, to say this. I feel like the stroller rental station, part of every Disney theme park, but hardly a major attraction. (laughs) And the fact that I can hear it so perfectly within his voice means that's just who he is. Something familiar, something pretty integral to the entire theme park realm, and also a welcomed presence. So, no conspiracy here, just a good guy who loves to gab. Hope that helps.
3: Hi, Carly. This is Kyla, an East Coast transplant to the Chicago suburbs. And this summer, for the first time ever, I will be going to the Wisconsin Dells. I have heard you say on more than one occasion that it is your favorite place on earth. And I am completely overwhelmed by all they have to offer. So I was wondering if you could share your Wisconsin Dells top three that are also kid-friendly. Thanks so much. Love the podcast. Have a good day. Bye.
0: It is my favorite place on Earth, and I forgot that I screamed that out loud at random times, and sometimes people remember it, and I am so glad that you thought of it and called in because I cannot wait to preach about how wonderful Wisconsin Dells is. Now, for anyone who is saying, what is that phrase this woman keeps saying out loud? Wisconsin Dells is essentially a section of Wisconsin that everyone in the Midwest, that I knew at least in Illinois, would head to over the summer. You didn't have to get on a plane, you didn't have to fly to Disney or Universal on either coast, you just got in the car, drove for Two and a half to three hours. If you were me, you got car sick and you puked halfway. It was a whole thing. But besides that, you won't puke, I promise. I believe in you. When you get to Wisconsin Dells, it is basically Las Vegas for kids and for families. If you've ever seen those shows on TV where it's like wildest water slides, Wisconsin Dells is in it. It's called the water park capital of the world. I don't know how one gets that title. I don't know who's like deciding that. But for all intents and purposes, it absolutely is. If you're looking for three recommendations, I got them for you because I just made a list and sent it to my friend Alex. And these are the three things I screamed at him about the most. Number one, Noah's Ark. You gotta go to Noah's Ark. It is the best water park there. Now, there is a bit of a divide between that and Mount Olympus. Mount Olympus is on the site of the former Family Land Water Park, which is still there in like, very old at this point. And that has a bunch of roller coasters and other activities that you can do while there. But Noah's Ark has always been the cream of the crop. It's always the best one. It's where you gotta go. Number two, Paul Bunyan's Lumberjack Shanty. Oh yes, you will be eating too many powdered sugar donuts on a themed tablecloth cover. You're just basically sitting on a bunch of logs in a Lincoln Log house made for people where you just see food as a far as the eye can see. That's all that's there. It is family style. It is all you can eat, or I guess what some people now call all you can enjoy, but it's all you can eat. It's a competition, baby. And you are going to love it. We went every year growing up. It's fabulous. Don't forget to buy some donuts on the way out or go back the last day you're going. You can buy them in the gift shop and take them home. They are wonderful. They're these powdered sugar donuts. They're so good. It's truly a wonderful, wonderful meal experience. I will add, go there for breakfast. They have lunch and dinner, but it's not the same. It's not the same as like an endless lumberjack breakfast. And I honestly, even as a buffet person, I don't think I could eat that type of meal at the end of the day, nor do I want dinner foods served in this environment. It really feels like a breakfast sort of situation. So please be sure to check that out. And the third and final thing I'm going to recommend for you are the Wisconsin Ducks. Now, before you say, oh, I think I saw this. Except, no, imitation. You want the original Wisconsin Ducks. You want the real ones because they deliver. The weird thing that a lot of people don't realize is that Wisconsin is beautiful. Wisconsin is beautiful. And you will go on this wonderful boat ride, rain or shine, morning, noon, and night. They're running these. It is an institution. It is classic. And the best part is that these duck boat vehicles, they go on the ground and then they go in the water. And it's a real fun moment when you go in the water. And it's beautiful. And it's great. And it's just so nice. It's to be out in nature and to be doing this like fun, very local part of the economy storied thing. So I highly recommend all three of those. That's what I would do if I was there. Make sure to eat some cheese curds if you can. If you are someone who drinks beer, make sure to get a Spotted Cow. It is a beer that they only sell in Wisconsin. I don't really drink beer, so I am only really drink Spotted Cow if I'm in Wisconsin. <laughs> But yeah, uh, between all that, you should be good to go. Everything is family friendly there. You are going to have so much fun and I'm so excited for you. Let me know. Call back and let me know how Wisconsin Dells was. And anyone else's whose interest is piqued by this, go to Wisconsin Dells. Go to Wisconsin Dells. If you like Waterslide and you like buttermilk donuts, go to Wisconsin Dells. It really is the best place on earth. The only reason I'm here is to tell you that the cheddar jalapeno
4: pretzel is back at Hollywood Studios. I repeat
3: the cheddar jalapeno pretzel is back at Hollywood Studios.
0: That's it. That that's the call. I got nothing to add. I'm not personally a stuffed pretzel person. I'd like to dunk my pretzels in real fake cheese, which I'm not even I can't I can't transfer all of my olumel feelings over to plastic cheese or turning left only at World Showcase unless you are going right for very specific reasons. I need to I need to I need to tone it down. I cannot let all those olumel feelings just seep over everything. I I just came here to talk about it. Stuffed pretzel. Ah! Anyway, consider this your heads up. They're back. If you're one of the people who love these pretzels, get on it. I mean, they're good. They're just they're just not my jam. And I hope you get to live your most pretzely dreams. Personally, I know what it's like to not have your favorite food for so 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 long. And I'm so glad they're back. So everyone who loves them, enjoy. <music> That's our show! Oh, thank you all so much for listening. You can rate, review, and subscribe to Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts or listen wherever you get your pods. If you, you know you feel like leaving a little review, writing me a little note, like passing me a note as though we were all in junior high together and not paying attention to the math lecture happening because why would I pay attention to math? No offense if you're good at math. I'm just very bad at it and it's a sore spot. Please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does matter. Your ratings, your reviews all of that like actually adds up and i appreciate them every time i always read them and i'm very very thankful a very special thank you to omega er0b sigco Ooh, these are hard this week not the hippo that one's easy and aaron from dc for all of your wonderful reviews and comments i really really appreciate them and they are so sweet especially omega's about duffy oh i'm so glad you loved that episode If you have any question, comment, observation, thing you want to complain about, give me a call at 747churros. Our phone lines are always open and I get a little bring whenever you send something in. So please send them in. I want to hear from you. You can also email me a voice note or like really whatever at 747churros at gmail.com. If you want to be even more amused, head over to Patreon. For five bucks a month, you'll get more of this. Bonus podcast episodes, weekly churro newsletters, little secret bonus stuff, and a monthly zine, which is always really fun to put together and I thoroughly enjoy it. Head to patreon.com slash Carly to join. And again, five bucks a month. My coffee shop, I think, is now $6 for a latte, so... I, I hope I provide you with more joy than a latte, but I guess I can't compete with caffeine. You can never compete with caffeine. Follow me on social media at Carly Weisel, on Twitter and Instagram. Very Amusing is edited gorgeously by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. hi mom hi honey my mom is here she's visiting me in california and she's gonna do her voicemail from my office which by the way i want to add this was never a planned thing she just started leaving voicemails and i played them and she knows if she calls me that i will listen to it and play it so it's very organic even though now i am making her yell it into a microphone next to me okay here's mom hi it's me i'm back (laughs) Season two, I'm so excited. Okay, Carly, looking at you, it's kind of weird saying this, but <laughs> this was the best podcast. He is so cool. I remember him from SNL, and I love that so much, but I got confused, and I thought S- he was ScarJo. I thought- No, no, no. You didn't. You didn't think he was ScarJo. You thought he was ScarJo's husband. <laughs> yes, husband. You didn't think he was Scarlett Johansson. And then you said it was Colin, and I'm like, what? So I put him together, and I did a side-by-side. You hate that with both of their pictures, oh, and God, they truly I'm do look alike. Charlie. They truly do look alike. I am so happy to be here. This is the greatest. Oh my God, I'm back. This is so much fun. Carly's been running me around. We are having the best time. And I wanted to say your podcast was super great. Like, like, so, like such a big start. I can't even believe it. I was so excited. I listened to it all night long. I love it. I love you guys. I'll be back soon. <laughs> Goodbye.